Okay. The parashas Vayera. The parashas Vayera. So you all remember the end of, uh, at the end of the parashas Shmos, Moshe Rabbeinu has apparently a complaint. Uh, since he came to Mitzrayim, Shmos, Moshe Rabbeinu has apparently a complaint. Uh, since he came to Mitzrayim, instead of things to get their own straw, and it was harder to make the bricks, and uh, and so, you know, the situation was... Um, so we would expect, I imagine, we would expect that Moshe Rabbeinu would rise up above the apparent uh, difficulties, and we would expect that Moshe Rabbeinu would rise up above the apparent uh, difficulties and would uh, try to encourage B'nai Yisrael that uh, this is a temporary setback and everything will soon be as it should be. That's what we might expect. But as you know, Moshe Rabbeinu said no such thing. In fact, Moshe Rabbeinu said the first, uh, the first uh, section on the, on the sheet, Vayashav Moshe Hashem Vayomer Hashem Lama hareota la'am hazeh, lama hazeh shilachtani. Lama hareota la'am hazeh. In other words, so, so, so again, Moshe Rabbeinu says the unexpected. And he comes with a ta'ana against God. Lama hareota la'am hazeh. Rashi says, V'im tomar ma'achpat lecha, those Rashi says that the two sections in the Pasuk, first Lava Hariyota Lava and then Lava Zeshlachtani are really two complaints. Lava Hariyota Lava Moshe Rabbeinu says, you know, it's terrible. The situation is terrible. And if you'll say, what business is it of yours, Moshe Rabbeinu? I mean, you're not here to, this is not your job to critique God. So why did you send me? Why did you send me at all? So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I came. I came to be the savior of the Jews. I didn't come to make it more difficult for them to live. So, so uh, this, is, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, when we think of those words, Lamahare Otala Amhazeh, Lamahare Otala Amhazeh, that, I mean, it's difficult to understand how Moshe Rabbeinu uh, could say such words. Uh, but let's look at the continuation. Vayoma Hashem el Moshe Atatir eh, Asher se leparo, ki biyat chazakai shalchei biyat chazakai, yigar shemiyat. So this is the last pasuk in the parish of Shemot, in the first parish, the last pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu responds to Moshe, to Moshe Rabbeinu. If you're thinking that this Lam Hariot is some kind of a permanent situation, no, that's not the case. God is going to make things better. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. And that's a kind of a general statement. Paro is going to let them go. Yad Chazaka will be applied to Paro. 
That's the answer. It's hard to understand again. Still more difficult to understand what was Moshe Rabbeinu's problem. Moshe Rabbeinu was sent by a Baruch to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. So you would imagine that Moshe Rabbeinu thought that the Jews will come out of Mitzrayim. I mean, I mean, what uh... now in Pasuk Bet, which is the the first Pasuk in the Parsha of Vaera. Right? The first pasuk in the parish of Eira, Vaidaber Elokim El Moshe, Vayomer Elav Ani Hashem. Vaidaber Elokim El Moshe, Vayomer Elav Ani Hashem. I mean, it's, it's uh, somewhat difficult to understand. Vaira, I know it's Vayomer Elav, God spoke, Elohim spoke to Moshe. I mean, you have to, you have to recognize the fact that God's name changes in the same Pasuk. Vayomer Elohim El Moshe, Vayomer Elav, Ani Yudkei Vavkei. God spoke to Moshe and said to Moshe, I am God. What has this got to do with anything? Then there's one more pasuk that's of note. Vayra Avraham Yitzchak Vel Yaakov Bekel Shidai. Vayra, Vayra is the first, is the word that that we call the parsha, right? We call the parsha Vayra. Vayra means and I appeared. God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kaviyochol I appeared to Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov Bekel Shidai, which is a name of God. I appear to them, Bekel Shaddai, or in the guise of Kel Shaddai, whatever that might mean. Ushmi Yudkei Vavkei, lo no dati lachem. Here in the passage, the problem is, Shmi Yudkei Vavkei, lo no dati. No dati is a hard word, as Rashi points out. Lo no dati Yudkei Vavkei. So, so all of you have seen these psukim. And it's very hard to understand what the conversation is about. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Lama Hare Ota. Right, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ani Yudkei Vavkei. Like that's some new idea. We never heard of that. Whereas Yudkei Vavkei appears endless numbers of times in the book of Breshit. And then Moshe, then HaKadosh Baruch explains. With the Obos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they didn't know that I was Yudkei Vavkei. But now you know that I'm Yudkei Vavkei. What, what, is, what, what is this about? So you know that there's Rashi. You see next to these psukim, there's the, the Ramban. The Ramban quotes Rashi. That's why we printed the Ramban. Let's look at, the, the, at Rashi. Lashon Rashi. Diber ito mishpat al shiiksha lomar uledaber lama hariota laam hazeh. According to Rashi, Hashem speaks uh, harshly to Moshe Rabbeinu because he said lama hariota. He made a judgment about God. Yudkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavkevavk
We are now learning Rashi, even though it says the Ramban. But it's the uh, Rashi, the Ramban quotes Rashi. What, what is it that Uvelashon Hazem Atzinu Shehu Nidrash Bekama Mekomot Uvelashon Hazet Matsinu. Rashi says that we find this in several places. Rashi says it a lot in the Chumash. Ani Hashem means Ne'eman. Ne'eman. God is faithful to give Sachar to those who deserve Sachar and to give punishment to those who deserve. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lama Hareyota Lama Zeh. Vaira Lavraham Echul Bishkel Shedai. Hiftachtiv Harbei Haftachot. And, let's, I don't want to get into this. But Rashi says that when it came to the Avot, they were promised. Right? The Avot were promised primarily two promises. Right? One is about Zerah, that they would have, a, that they would become a tremendous nation. And the second promise had to do with Eretz Israel, that they would inherit Eretz Israel. These are the two, the two promises. Shmi Hashem, lahem. It doesn't say Hodati. Again, if we had time, we, the word Nodati is strange. Enktivkan. Ela lo Nodati lahem. Shelo Nodati lahem b'minami tichali. Shalad nikrashmi Hashem neeman lahmet hadvarim. Shariyev tachtib elokiyamtim. In, in, in other words, what the Pasuk means is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised the Avot two things. They would become a great nation and they would inherit the land of Israel. Neither was accomplished in their lifetimes. The lifetime of Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov. So that they, Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov, had no evidence that indicated to them meaning faithful to his promise, Kaviyochol. I, mean, I hope you, you, you understand. How, who knows that God is faithful to his promise? The person who sees the promise fulfilled. So Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov did not see the promise. Avram, Yitzhak, and So God appeared to them, Bechel Shaddai, which means they understood that God was powerful. That God could do it. That they understood. They had evidence. They had evidence personal evidence of their own lives that God was God. But they did not have evidence that God fulfilled the promise. You remember that when, uh, when, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Avram Avinu, HaKadosh Baruch said to Avram you're going to get Eretz Yisrael. So Avram Avinu said, Bama Eida Ki Irashena. Why? Because the Gemara Tainus says, Avram Avinu was concerned what would happen if his children or the children of his children, etc., simply did not deserve to get Eretz Yisrael? So what would happen? In other words, didn't even understand what a promise meant. What does it mean that God promises, that God promises the land of Israel to Am Yisrael? Because after all, Abravidu said Am Yisrael has to be worthy of the land. And what if they're not worthy of the land, for, to get the land? So then, then there's no promise. Or is there a promise? He didn't understand. He didn't understand. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu now, that the promise is the ultimate. Right? The promise must be fulfilled. 
And you, Avram, Moshe Rabbeinu, are going to see that. You're going to see there's going to be Yitziat Yisrael and Matan Torah. They'll come to Eretz Yisrael. They'll be on the, on the border of Eretz Yisrael. You're going to see it. Right? That's what B'nai Yisrael are going to find out. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, and B'nai Yisrael are going to find out. Are going to find out that the Avot, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov did not know anything about. So, again, it doesn't exactly address the problem of Lama Hare Ota La. Uh, but I think I, tr- I explained what Rashi is talking about and the Ramban adds if you look at the Ramban now three lines from the bottom or four lines from the bottom there's a period the Rab is Rashi right then the Ramban so they says words, that's what Rashi means to teach us that the promise has not been fulfilled. So that, that, like, like, what do you, we, we, we know certain things about God. We know that God is chesed, and that God has rachamim, and that God is, is din, and God, we know certain things because that's how the world runs. But we didn't know about promise. And when we say, when we say that there's an obligation, there's an obligation to have bitochon, right? It doesn't mean that you can cross the street when the light is red. That's not what bitochon means. What bitochon means is that the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov will be fulfilled. There could be a machloket, as we know in our own time, whether, say, we live in Eretz Yisrael, whether this is a fulfillment of the promise or is like an accident. Right? Most people would agree or prefer to think that this is at least partially a fulfillment of the promise. Right? It's like a little uncomfortable to think that we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But uh, there are people who think that. There are people who think that. Even great uh, Torah, Torah luminaries, as they say. Uh, but, uh, but most people think that living in Eretz Israel is a positive thing. No, even if you can't make everybody in Borough Park come to Eretz Israel, you can't convince me, people in Borough Park can't convince me that living in Eretz Israel doesn't have value. Right? That's, you know, that's hard, to, uh, hard for me to do. Hard for me to accept. So here the Rabban says, That's, that's, that's B'nai Yisrael. There was no haftacha. The haftacha has not yet been fulfilled. Okay, so that's a problem of, of hodati and no dati and yodati. It's a different problem. We'll leave that aside. So Rashi has successfully explained to us what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu. But he has not explained to us what the connection is between what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu. What Moshe Rabbeinu argued. Moshe Rabbeinu said, What's it got to do with the ultimate? Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about now. Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about now. Okay, so there's another parasha. There are two parashiyot in the Torah. There are two parashiyot in the Torah. Both have to do with Moshe Rabbeinu. And they have to do with some illumination. Some kind of understanding that came to Moshe Rabbeinu. One is this parasha that we the beginning of our era. When Moshe Rabbeinu understood something about, uh, something about uh, God's promise and uh, the way it works. Which he didn't know before. And the second time is... After the Chet Egel, 
when Moshe Rabbeinu secures secures the continuation of Am Yisrael. So there's a discussion. God says, let's do away with them, and you, Moshe Rabbeinu, will be the father of, an, of, a, of a new nation. And then somehow Moshe Rabbeinu, at least it looks that way, it's hard to say such a thing, but it looks like in the Chumash, Moshe Rabbeinu has an argument. He's convincing heaven to keep the Nei Yisrael alive, and, and somehow he does that. Somehow he does that. So the Pasuk says, you look at Shemot Perak Lav and Gimel, the, 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 the second, third source on the page. See, Moshe Rabbeinu won the argument. He won the argument against the Kodesh, against the Kodesh Baruch Hu. But they are going to live. So now Moshe Rabbeinu is like pushing the envelope. He says, I'm doing so well. I'm doing so well. So, now I don't know exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu was looking for, but it sounds like there's something I don't know that I want to know. And that's something that I don't know that I want to know. It's called Kvodecha. Right? That's what, that's what the Pesach says. Ha'eni na'at Kvodecha. Just like HaKadosh Baruch explained to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shmi yud kei lono lahem. Right? That's an, an understanding that Moshe Rabbeinu had. Here, HaKadosh Baruch Rabbeinu says, I want to have more understanding. I want to know Kvodecha. We'll skip that pasuk. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu say? I want to see, what do I want? I want to understand. What did HaKadosh Baruch answer him? You can't see. Panai. Where's Panai? How did Panai get into this discussion? Why couldn't I? Akkad Yisrael said, no, you can't do it. What's Panai? Ki lo yirani adam v'chai. Lo yirani adam v'chai. So it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu said, ha'eni not kvodecha, that Moshe Rabbeinu meant, I want to see God. Not see God's action, not see what God does in the world, but to see God. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu wants. So but you know, you ever hear them ask that question, or how do they teach in Beit Yaakov? How do they teach uh, the story of Yehuda Tamar? So, so how do they teach it? They say, they say, Yehuda wanted to marry Tamar. That's it. That solves the problem for everybody. Can you imagine trying to teach this to children? These psukim? Because it's very hard to teach something that you don't understand. What? This is, nobody skips this. They just read it. They just, it says, Hasuyotit kapi, vaitet achorai, ufanai lo yeirau. I mean, who ever heard of such a thing? We spent the last 2,000 years explaining to ourselves that, that, uh, that, that God is not muhashi, that there's nothing real, that there's no image. And here in the Psukim, there's a discussion between Moshe Abedu HaKadosh Bocho about panim and achorim. I mean, whoever, who could even imagine such a thing? Who can imagine such a thing? So you see, we have here all of the Rashi, but I don't know if we, we have time now for all of the Rashi. So let's just look at the Rambam. Let's look at the Rambam. If you turn the page, if you turn the page, 
turn the page. The Rabbah Hilchas Sodi Atara Perak Aleph Halacha Yud. You see it? You turn the page. It's the third source on the page. Hilchas Sodi Atara. You know that the Rambam, This is in the Mishnah Torah. The Rambam is a little philosophical in this. The word lahasig means to understand. What is it that Moshe Rabbeinu tried to understand? Moshe Rabbeinu said, I want to see kavod. That's what I want to see. So here the Rambam answers, Bikesh leida amitat himatzo shel Bikesh, he wanted Leida to know Amitat Ibatzo Amita Amitat Emet. Emet means perfect knowledge. That's what Emet means. Right? Emet is to know what happened yesterday. Right? That's that's what Din is about. To know what happened yesterday. What does Moshe Rabbeinu want to know? He wants to know emet, himatso, the existence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, hachi yadua belibo, until he would know in his heart, kemo yidiyat echad min anashim shurapanav, benechtichad surato belibo. Just like you see somebody in the street, and then you recognize him. When you see him again, you recognize him again. Nechkeka surato belibo. Nechkeka is to chisel out, the form of that person that you're looking at in your heart. That person is separate from all the other people. Like there's like a mass of people. You walk in the street, you see all sorts of people. You don't recognize any of them. So they all blend in. I mean, they look different from each other. But as far as you're concerned, they're all the same. But then there's one person who you recognize. Oh, hello, how are you? What's doing, right? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted. There's some, how there was a general idea of God. There's an idea. There's God. God's in charge. God created the world. God does this. God directs history. All these general ideas. But then Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, I want to I wanna be able to see God. I want to be able to say, oh, there is God. There is God to point a finger at God, which is an idea that exists. Am Yisrael pointed a finger at God when they said, Zeh. Right, they pointed a finger at God. They saw something. They knew something. For the Rambam, of course, there's no such thing as seeing. It's only knowing, understanding. Uh, uh, so then, it, uh, again, So Moshe Rabbeinu turned to God and he said, I don't want to connect God with the flood or with some great event in history, or even Kriyat Yamsuf, that I know Kriyat Yamsuf could only, come, could only be done by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but I don't want that. I want God. I don't want God doing something in the world. I want to be able to see God. So he says, This is Rambam speak. This is Rambam speak. And he says, is the existence of those things that exist. Right? There's like existence. There are people, there are chairs, there are tables. Right? So, so I, I say, I know this is a stender. I know this is a bench. I know this is a chair. I, I look at it. I know what it is. So the rabbi says, 
I also can look at things that I know that God is there someplace, but it doesn't mean I can distinguish God. That's what I want. I want to be able to distinguish. I want to see God. I want to see God, not somebody close to God, not a prophet, not an event, not a miracle. I want to see God. This is the Rabbah. For the Rabbah, this made, this made a lot of sense. So he says, You ever say, here's a table, here's a chair, here's God. Until he would be able to perceive the 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 reality of God. There's the Rambam who informs us since he wrote these words. We all believe this. You can't see God. You can't know God. You could be close to God. You could feel close to God. You could even uh, 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 pray. Hoping that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will listen and answer, right? That's a living relationship. But you can't look at God. You can't say, oh, there is God. Can't. It's impossible. Because we are the way we are. And we have this limitation. And this limitation was explained to Moshe Rabbeinu. So Acharai means something that is not perfectly clear. Like you sort of recognize people. When the people are walking away from you, you, you don't recognize them as clearly as you recognize when you face them. When you face them, you know who they are. When they walk away from you, you might recognize them a little bit, but not, not so clearly. So this is the Rambam. This is the Rambam. Uh, personally, I mean, I was, uh, I was brought up on this Rambam, so to speak. Like everything was supposed to make sense when you read this Rambam. But I tell you the truth, I don't know what the Rambam is talking about. I mean, which doesn't mean to say that no one knows what the Rambam is talking about. I'm just saying, I don't know what the Rambam is talking about. I don't know what these ideas about, about uh, why would Moshe Rabbeinu want something that you can't have? I mean, if he wanted it, you should be able to have it. If a denies him, why, why make a big story of it? I mean, we understand, you know, uh, but, but I, I, don't, I don't really understand. I don't really understand what the Rambam, what the Rambam has to say. So what I'd like to do... Is, uh, so, so I would say to summarize, to summarize more or less, the, uh, there are these two places in the Torah where, the, where, where Moshe Rabbeinu achieves an awareness. The first is in the parasha of Va'era, where Moshe Rabbeinu is told that he's going to be Zochel, have the merit to see the promise actually fulfilled. The second place is the parish of Kitisa, which we just which we just learned, where Moshe Rabbeinu is told, where Moshe Rabbeinu is told, look, you 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 have a lot of understanding. You know a lot, but some things you're not gonna know. Some things you can't know. So you can't know how God is. You can't recognize God. 
In other words, your knowledge should be greater than the knowledge of the Avot that we learned in the parish of Vaira. The Avot, they got a promise, but not the fulfillment of the promise. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, and B'nai Yisrael, of course, are going to get the fulfillment of the promise, and they'll know a different level of knowledge that God is Ne'eman. That if there's a promise, the promise is fulfilled. And that means that that means that even if it's dependent on the behavior of Am Yisrael, even if we don't deserve it, so it's a temporary setback. But ultimately, the promise will be fulfilled. There's no way. This is, this, uh, uh, is a discussion that goes through the whole Chumash. The whole Chumash is like, how, how much can we expect that in spite of the way we are, that we will get what the promise uh, promised? It's, it's, it's a question that, that uh, we always have, and it's a question that the Chumash, and the Chumash was very common. So what I'd like to do is learn two sources of Hasidus. Right? Two sources of Hasidus. The first is in a sefer called Panim Yafot. Panim Yafot, which is uh, printed on the last page. The Panim Yafot was written by Rapinchas Halevi Ish Horowitz. Pinchas Halevi Ish Horowitz. Pinchas Halevi Ish Horowitz was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. And he had a brother. There were two brothers. Pinchas Halevi Ish Horowitz and Rashmelka Minikelsburg. These are the two brothers who were Talmudim of the Magid, of the great Magid Mimezrich. Now, why do I call him the great Magid of Mezrich? Because he invented Hasidus. I mean, that's a big thing. It was the Baal Shem Tov may have invented it for himself. But the Magid, who was a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov, he got the whole world involved. And he had Talmudim. He had Talmudim. We sent to different places. Right. One went to Ukraine, and one went to Poland, and one went to uh, Lita, and one went to, you know, it was just, it was like a, uh, like a corporate uh, venture. It was like the Google of its time. It, it was, I mean, these, you're talking about, I mean, I am talking about people who are absolutely amazing. I mean, I don't know how they did it. But these two brothers, who were Talmudim of the great Magid, eventually went to Western Europe. Western Europe. Germany is Western Europe, right? Western Europe. And they were not successful. You know that when we say the Jews are a stiff-necked people, they're talking about Yekis. They are a stiff-necked people. And, and even though they were the Rabbonim, right? Pinchas Alevi Ishorovitz, and Rashmelka of Nicholsburg, where Pinchas Alevi was in Frankfurt. He was in Frankfurt. And he had a student whose name became the Chsam Sefer. Right now, you know the Chsam Sefer was not a person who gave out compliments idly. But he calls him his Rebbe. Even though he was a Chosid, and the Chsam Sefer was definitely a Misnagid. Definitely not a chassid. He didn't have any influence in that way. So of all the people who were sent out by the Magid, the two who did not create great Hasidic enclaves were these two brothers. 
Nevertheless, both in Lambdus and in Chasidus, they left a tremendous Yerusha. They left a tremendous Yerusha. And um, the Rav Pinchas Alevi, Yisharvitz, he, he uh, wrote a parish on Chumash. He wrote a parish on Chumash called the Panim Yafot. So just look, let's look at what he says. He has an interesting idea. This is the idea. You see it on the last page. By the Be'elokim Moshe Gomer. This is a post at the beginning of Va'era. Right? We're at the beginning of Va'era. Yesh. So, so he was a Talmud of the, of the great Magid. Right? Of the Magid Mezrich. He was born in 1730 and died in 1805. Just to give you like an idea. Right? 1730-1805 which was the beginning right that was the beginning of Hasidus when he got to the Magid when he got to the Magid he was probably in his 20s <laughs> ok this is what the Pasuk says Says, I, he says, what is, what is the Pasuk talking about? What does the Pasuk refer to? Why does HaKadosh Baruch say to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ani Hashem? There was no question. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't ask that question. He said, Lama Hariyota, Lama Zeh. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu asked. Alpi Mashe Katavnu B'parashat Kitsisa, he references himself. B'Shelat Moshe Hareini Na'et Kvodecha. Remember, we learned it three minutes and 27 seconds ago, that Moshe Rabbeinu said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Har'eini na et kvodecha. Remember? Shepirshu Chazal, now he quotes a medrash of Shmot Rabbah. Now let's, let's go back to the previous page. You see the second, the second thing on the page? Reshit Rabbah. The, the Medrash says, Minayin sheshavatam sherishayim nikre kavod. How do we know? You know, it's shalvatam sherishayim. That the rishayim, that the wicked people in our world, seem to be very much at peace. You know, bad people. Bad people. Bad people always have a lot of money. Not all people who have a lot of money are bad, but... We're talking about people who are bad and have a lot of money. They shalva. They have a good life. Shneemar, v'achar kavod tikacheni. Achar kavod tikacheni. After kavod tikacheni, when kavod is finished, kavod means what? According to according to the medrash, shalvatam. Shall Rishaim. Ma Kadish Bahu Mishiva O. So what does Akadish Bahu say to Dabra Melech Vayomer? I'm sorry, what does Akadish Bahu say to to uh to Moshe Rabbeinu? Nochamu. When Moshe Rabbeinu said Hareini Nat Kvodecha, what was Moshe Rabbeinu really saying according to the Medrash? Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, I don't say how the word the world works. All kinds of bad people, they seem to have good lives. And the good people are not always so blessed. So he says, how do you work? How does the world of God work? Right? This is a question that Yirmiyahu Anavi asked. 
Madua derech rishaim tzalecha. Shalu kolbog de baget. Shalu is the word shalom. Right? Shalom kolbog de baget. It says shalu. Shin lamid vav in the posse. Also, you know that that was the question of Eov. Right? Eov said, why me? What did I do wrong? Why did I deserve this tremendous punishment? That, so that, that in the makeup of the world, in the makeup of the world, this question comes up again and again and again and again. So the Medrash says that when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hareini not kvodecha, Moshe Rabbeinu was really saying, I want to understand how God makes the world work. How is it possible that the bad people have a good deal? And the good people don't always have a good deal. Now this question was asked long before that guy wrote that book about why good, bad things happen to good people or good things happen to bad people, whatever the name of the book is. I didn't read that book. So he says, Ein l'ashon panai, back to the Midrash. Ein l'ashon panai ha'murkan, ela shalvatan shel rishaim. That the word panai, Lo tuchaler otet panai, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu. And panai, panim, means shalvatam shorishayim. You cannot understand what's going on in the world. Right? That's like the same answer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Eov. Eov, right? HaKadosh Baruch said to Eov, were you there when I created the world? Are you there when, you know, things are amazing, things are, you don't understand that, so why do you understand this? That's what, there was like a harshness to the reply of HaKadosh Baruch to Eov. But here, HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I said, Lo tuchaler ot et panai. And the word panai refers to Shavatam Shavrishayim, Kilechti, Vipasit Yintvarim, Mishalem, Mishonav, El Panav, Lahavido. Panav is the sonim, are the bad guys. So, there's a Medrash. And the Medrash says that what did Moshe Rabbeinu ask at Kodesh Baruch Hu? how justice works in the world. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to know. And Kodesh Baruch says, you cannot know the answer to that question. Now this tradition of trying to discover justice started with Avram Avinu, right? And Stone Vamora, etc. Avram Avinu said, 50 tzaddikim, 40 tzaddikim. But at the end, there were no tzaddikim. So that... That was not a kasha. Right? The stone of is not a kasha. But the kasha was, uh, uh, the kasha was, why, why should B'nai Israel be punished or not be punished? That was the kasha. Let's look back at what the Panim Yafot says. Let's read it again. How do you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, run the world? Such that my perception of the world is that there's no justice. Bad people have a good deal and good people have a bad deal. Ra'ita et achorai. What? Ah, that, that, that just that means that you won't understand. What you you see is what you can see, but you can't see more than that. Because Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he saw achorai, but he didn't. But he wanted more than that, and that was not available. That was not available to him. And this idea is further, is further explained by the Panim Yafot as follows. 
כתבנו שם, בתשובה על שאלתו שאמרו חז"ל, שהקדוש ברוך הוא ראה למשה כל הדורות העתידים לבוא, that Moshe Rabbeinu saw all the generations that, uh, that would come in the future. ואמנם, כל הצלחת הרשעים אינו אלא לפי שעה. And he would then realize that all of the, 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 the successes of the wicked is only לפי שעה. כמו שאמר כתוב, אחרית רשעים נכרעתה. That's the post that's quoted in the Medrash. ואמר עוד, עד אבוא אל מקדשי אל, אבינו לאחריהם, ואין הצלחה לנפנים, כדכתיב, ומשלם לשונאיו את פניו לאבידו. All these פסוקים are in the Medrash. וההצלחה זו היא לדעתו לאבידו באחריתו. וזה שאמר המלך דוד המלך, פני השם עושה רע. להחריט מארץ זכרם של פנים אלא לאחריתם באחריהם. So that you see, according to, uh, according to uh, Rav Pinchos Halevi, according to Rav Pinchos Halevi, Moshe Rabbeinu had this problem. He couldn't understand. He couldn't understand why bad things happened to good people. So now, having that introduction, having that introduction, let's learn, let us look together at what Rav Nosan of Nemerov says about this. You know that Rav Nosan was a Talmud of Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman of Braslav, and he wrote this important, I think, important work called Likute Halachos. He, he was two generations later, but he was born in 1780 and died in 1848. In 1802, that means he was 22 years old. Rav Nosson was 22 years old when he met Rav Nachman of Braslov and joined up with him and became his, uh, his uh, foremost student. Became his foremost student. Well, there's one more source that I wanted to, to look at. But let's, let's, we'll look at it, we'll look at it a bit later. Okay? Let's look at, look at the Rav Nosson first. Zesho the first line. Zesho the Hashemit Barach Mashishaga, Beparasha Zod Shova Eira. Shenim Shachli Nyana Kodem Al Shamar Lama Hare Ota. Right? This is Kabosha Pirish Rashi. That the beginning of Eira is the answer to the question that Moshe Rabbeinu asked, Lama Hare Ota, Bezeh. He says, any time you have a kasha, every time you have a question about God and the way the world runs, the created world, your kasha is only based on, on your ignorance of God. That, that's what a kasha is. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Uh, you know, they have this joke that they tell, that, you know, some little kid, some little kid's learning in a cheder, you know, you learn a mishnah, and he asks Tosa's question. 
But the little kid, like a little kid is uh, eight years old or nine years old, he's learning a Mishnah, and he asks Tosa's question. So what do you say to the kid? Oh, what a genius. A budding Talmud Chacham. Right? What happens if uh, an 18-year-old is learning the Mishnah and asks Tosa's question? So what do you say? You say, fool, that's Tosa's question. You don't know that that's Tosa's question? So in other words, awareness is included in the question. He says, he says, it's only because who asks questions? Who asks these kind of questions like, how does God run the world? Only someone who doesn't understand that he doesn't understand. But if you understand that you don't understand, then you wouldn't ask the question. You would assume that everything is as it should be. I mean, what, what's a kasha? I mean, you get it's a kasha. You don't know. It's okay. It's not possible because the, the uh, <coughs> parameters of divine action are totally beyond our comprehension. We don't understand what God wants from the world. We don't understand why God created the world. We don't understand what the value of the created world might be to God. I mean, we could say this, you could say that, but we don't really, we don't really know. So that's what Rav Nassim says. Rav Nassim says, look, we don't, we don't know. Kikola line three. He says, it's, it's only because the emet, the truth, is hidden that we ask these questions. And we should understand that, that we can't understand. Says that's called tzaddik veralo. What do you mean tzaddik veralo? Tzaddik veralo means I don't get it. I don't get it. Is that a kasha? Is that a kasha? You say you don't get it. Is that a kasha? That's how it should be. In other words, it's not that tzaddik veralo. When a person says tzaddik veralo or rasha v'tovlo, it's not that you've discovered. A problem in 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 God's world, but other you're just making a statement. You're saying I don't understand. That's what it means. That that's me. Not because I don't understand this case. I don't understand the the topic. When it comes to God's motivation, I just don't understand. Line five. And that's the answer. Ani. That Sadik Veralo is not the result of God's uh, uh, not looking carefully or not watching what's happening. That's not Sadik Veralo. Sadik Veralo is, you don't understand. That's what it is. Kimidat HaRacham in line 6. Umidat HaDina Kol Echad Be'emet L'Amito. You understand? Mercy and Din, Rachamim and Din are the same. So we just can't understand how they could both be the same. So there's the Rav Nosson. Rav Nosson says you can't understand. That's God's answer to Moshe Rabbein. The difficulty with Rav Nosson is, the difficulty with Rav Nosson is, Always, how come Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know that? And we know that. We know that you can't ask God. I mean, it's true that sometimes things happen that shake the faith. But 
But it's not a logical shaking of the faith. It's not that you look at history. The Jews are around. That we, we, we came back there to Israel and we built the country. We did, you know, like, like it's... If you want it to be clear, it's clear. Does that mean there were no tragedies along the way? There were no difficulties? Certainly not. So now look. The Zehu, line 8. He says that even though Abraham, Yisrael, and Yaakov had great understanding, this truth that everything is God has to be clarified in history. So again, Rav Nosson says, Rav Nosson says that the question that Moshe Rabbeinu asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, how come sometimes it looks right and how come sometimes it looks wrong? The way I understood it was the shlichut should be accomplished. And it shouldn't be bad for B'nai Yisrael. Allah comes to the Kaddish says to Moshe Rabbeinu Hashem. That's the human dilemma. It's not a divine dilemma. In, in the world of God, it makes perfect sense. Ah, it doesn't make sense to you? Okay, it doesn't make sense to you. That's what Rav Nosson of Nemirov Rav Nosson of Nemirov said. So you remember that the Panim Yafot, that the Panim Yafot said also, I mean both Hasidish Rebbeinim, who, who looked at it the same way, and they said that there's a dilemma, and it's a chazal, I mean, I mean, not that they invented it's a chazal, that, that there is this problem of Tzadik Viralo and Rosh Vitovlo and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand it, he wanted to understand it, and oh, okay. Now, there's a Medrash. See if the Medrash will help us. At the top of the page, at the top of page two, there's a Medrash. This Medrash, I was, it, it's a, I, this is copied from a Gemara. The Gemara in Brachot, Lame Beit Avalav, but also appears in the Medrash, the same idea. By the Be'ashem Moshe Lech Reid. Another Pasuk that you have to remember. You remember when B'nai Yisrael made the Ego Azahav, the golden calf, where was Moshe Rabbeinu? It was on Har Sinai. So HaKadosh Baruch said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech, Reid, go down. My Lech, Reid. So the Gemara says, why does HaKadosh Baruch said, Lech? He was at the top of the mountain. There was no choice. He couldn't go up. He could go back. You say, go back. What do you mean, Reid? It's not, it's not relevant. Go back. My lech reid, my rabbi lozor, my lo hakodesh bochol Moshe. Moshe, reid mi gedulatcha. Reid mi gedulatcha. What does that mean? What does that mean? Reid mi gedulatcha. Rashi also says, quotes that. This gemara. Go and reduce your greatness. Or, or, or lower the greatness. Well, what, what, how do you do that? How do you do that? Klum natati lecha gedula. 
Ella Bishvili Yisrael. I mean, you are a great man. You're able to go up to Har Sinai. You're able to spend 40 days and 40 nights without eating and sleeping. You're special. But because you are the, you're the, uh, the Schmitz of Am Yisrael. But without Am Yisrael, I mean, they're, they're, they're building the golden calf. There's no Am Yisrael. Without Am Yisrael, so you're also nothing. I mean, what do, we, what, what do we mean Gdula? So Lech Reit, give up your Gdula. Vachshab Yisrael Chatu, Atalamali. Atalamali. Miyad. Tashash Kochoshel Moshe, Velo Yalokol Vodaber. Moshe Rabbeinu got weak and could not speak. He didn't have the strength to speak. The Kevan Shamar. Heref me many, And since Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "Let me alone, and I will destroy them." Amar Moshe, I see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, since Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to me, "Heref me many, let me alone." So Moshe Rabbeinu said, "I guess I could. It's uh, it's me. It's up to me. I can I can either make it or break it here. I'm going to make it or break. Be out of Moshe started like crazy to save the Jewish people. And then there's a mashallah melech. So what does this mean? What does it mean? The greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu." is dependent, the Gemara says, is dependent on the greatness of Am Yisrael. That Moshe Abenu was Moshe Abenu as the leader of Am Yisrael. And so whatever Moshe Abenu was, of course he had certain kinds of qualities that nobody else had. But he was pushed up to be able to go on Har Sinai by the fact that Am Yisrael deserved at that moment to get the Torah. If Am Yisrael didn't deserve to get the Torah, then Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't be at Har Sinai. So what does Leich Reid mean? Leich Reid means that there was dissonance. There was a dissonance in the status of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, how did he get to Har Sinai? How did Moshe Rabbeinu get up on Har Sinai? Because Am Yisrael was waiting for the Torah. Right? They, so they deserve to get the Torah. Whatever the Cheshvin was, Am Yisrael deserved to get the Torah. Suddenly, Am Yisrael didn't deserve to get the Torah. Suddenly, Am Yisrael didn't deserve to get the Torah. So Moshe Rabbeinu hears from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lech, Reid. Reid, Megidulatcha. You no longer are Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was dependent entirely on B'nai Yisrael, dependent entirely on B'nai Yisrael, to, to have the status of Mikabel et HaTorah. So Moshe Rabbeinu had two. There were two aspects to him. There was Moshe Rabbeinu, the prophet, the unique personality, the person who was chosen. That was, that was Moshe Rabbeinu. But that didn't get Moshe Rabbeinu on the Har Sinai. What got Moshe Rabbeinu on the Har Sinai was that B'nai Yisrael were ready to receive the Torah. Then it made sense for Moshe Rabbeinu to go up to Har Sinai. And we have to understand what the, what the Gemara is saying, Moshe Rabbeinu deserved to be in Har Sinai because Am Yisrael was ready to get the Torah. Once B'nai Yisrael was no longer ready to get the Torah, HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you, you don't belong here anymore. And so Moshe Rabbeinu had the Luchos, and what happened? He had no one to give them to. And so he couldn't do anything but break them. Because there was no place for them in the world. And there was no place for these luchot. So Moshe Rabbeinu took the luchot and he broke them as he came down. So we see 
from this Gemara that there's an intimacy in the relationship between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Gedula of Moshe Rabbeinu and the status of Am Yisrael. So that's true. If that's true, we could say pshat like this. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Lama ota la'am hazeh. Lama zeh shilachtani. Adarabha Moshe Rabbeinu says, You, HaKadosh Bochu, are punishing B'nai Yisrael. If you are punishing B'nai Yisrael, then they don't deserve it. They deserve the punishment. But they don't deserve Yitziat Mitzrayim. They don't deserve. They don't deserve to leave Mitzrayim. That's why they, that you are punishing them. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu question. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu question the punishment of Ben Yisrael. He questioned what he was doing there. And he said, What does Lavazesh Lachtani mean? I'm not Moshe Rabbeinu. I am not Moshe Rabbeinu. Why am I not Moshe Rabbeinu? Because B'nai Yisrael don't deserve to leave Eretz Mitzrayim. Lava Hareyota Lava Hazeh doesn't mean why did you punish them in a way that I don't understand. But it means Rakeret. According to this Gemara. You, HaKadosh Baruch promised them they deserve to be promised, to be punished. But obviously, that's how it is. Everybody gets what they deserve. So they deserve to be punished. What am I doing here? What am I trying to do here? Why am I trying to, why am I trying to take them out of its shrine? So HaKadosh Baruch said to Moshe Rabbeinu, What you say is correct. But only if you assume that you understand what's happening. That Lama Hariyota Lama Zeh. That's a statement of, of assessment. Moshe Rabbeinu makes an analogy. He doesn't know what's going to be. So Moshe Rabbeinu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ani Hashem. And the Rav Nosan of Nemirov says, Rav Nosan says, Ani Hashem means it's all truth. It's all MS. And therefore Rashi says, Rashi says that this was a revelation. That the promise is going to be kept. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu. And when is it that Am Yisrael doesn't deserve Moshe Rabbeinu? And when is it that Moshe Rabbeinu has to come down, Migdullah so? That's only when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him. Lechreit. That was Moshe Rabbeinu's misjudgment of the situation. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech Reid, it's because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know. He didn't know what was going down in the Machaneh. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, listen Moshe Rabbeinu, there's no Machaneh, there's no Am Yisrael, there's no Kabbalah Satora, there's nothing. Lech Reid that part of you, which is Moshe Rabbeinu, which is there to bring the Torah to B'nai Yisrael, that doesn't exist anymore. But only because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, here, Moshe Rabbeinu said, said, If B'nai Yisrael really doesn't deserve to have Yitziat Mitzrayim, so what am I doing here? Rashi says there are two questions, but we could say that they're one question, as, the, as other Mephoshim say. 
I see that they don't deserve to. You see, I'm Mitzrayim. I mean, I mean, they, they, they keep getting, you keep punishing them more and more. So I'm not Moshe Rabbeinu. So says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem, which everybody agrees means you don't understand how it works. And the promise is in place. And therefore the kasha in nita kasha. And Moshe Rabbeinu cannot act based on the fact that he thinks that Moshe Rabbeinu thinks that, uh, that the Bnei Yisrael are probably not deservant of Yitziat Mitzrayim. That cannot be. So the Lech Raid, the Pshat is that we don't understand. But if HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu that Matan Torah has been suspended, then it has been suspended. The problem in the Barashavah Eirah, therefore, is that Moshe Rabbeinu on his own asked the question Lama Hariyota Lama Zeh and therefore I'm not I'm not a Shaliach and the Kodesh says to Moshe Rabbeinu Ani Hashem Rav Nosson says everything all the truths fit in together they're all there at the same time even though we can't possibly understand it so that the truth was that Bnei Yisrael deserved to be punished, as Paro punished them, and Bnei Yisrael deserved Yitziat Mitzrayim, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu organized, and Moshe Rabbeinu at that time was Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is distinct from the case in, uh, in Kitisa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech Reit. But if HaKadosh Baruch Hu had not told Moshe Rabbeinu, he would never have known. Because the truth of the situation, as perceived in heaven, is something that is beyond us. Have a good chat.